Welcome to the Underpaid and Underqualified Podcast Show with your hosts, Vince and Ja, where we pretty much just talk about um, whatever the hell we want. We're just two ex-Twitter employees, contractors, contract peasants, just really trying to get through life, get the ad revenue with our podcast, and really give our two cents on how the world works, which we believe is correct because of our ample experience with life firsthand. So, Vince. Catch me up. How's your week? I like how uh, I was. Wait, I was. I was curious how long that was gonna go on. The longer you went on, your high, the higher your voice got. Like you were uh, running out of air. <laughs> I was doing it all in one breath. Plus, I haven't had enough of my coffee yet, as all I was one, brewing before this. All in one take. It was professional. I like it. Um, how's my week been? Week's been good. Uh, favorite TV show of all time. At- as of two months ago, <laughs> just released its final season yesterday. So I stayed up at midnight to wait for it. Uh, saw about three and a half episodes, then was uh, just too fucking tired to do anymore. And I wanted to enjoy it. So then woke up at 8 a.m. and rewatched <laughs> the whole thing just to get the complete perspective and uh, finished around 5 p.m. yesterday. And um, yeah, feeling satisfied. Gosh, you're such a nerd. Anyways, for our loyal, loyal listeners, I think what we're going to talk about is is a show next week because it gives me a chance to catch up because I'm not addicted to the show as Vince is because this is pretty much his little baby. For lack of a better word. <laughs> okay, you love this show a lot and you won't shut up about it. <laughs> I was just waiting to see how weak that burn was just so how all our viewers could hear it. <laughs> that if wasn't we, my intent to begin with? Crowd, there would be absolutely no laughs, John. That was weak. That wasn't my intent? You're burn me. You need something better. Do your homework, Jack. Come on. I try not to hurt your feelings, so I don't want to make you cry. Well, I'm glad you tried because it's successful. <laughs> I'm doing my job right. All I right. cry thinking of how weak the burns my podcast partner tries to think of are. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I don't remember what we're talking about. Oh, my week. All right. So, you talked about, week, wait, did you talk, did, did you say what the show was called? I don't no, remember I if you said to bring it up before you interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince. Finish your, finish your uh, train of thought. The show is called Dawson's Creek. Wow, you weird <laughs> little fruit cup. Ah, getting weaker with the birds, Ja. What is that, fruit cup? Come on. You got to think of better here, Ja. Come on. I'm trying to be a little PC right now. I don't know what to say without being offensive, actually. Just go for it, Ja. Come on. It's actually really true. I'm trying to think of, like, what is the least non-offensive, like, thing Just I could say, say and not get in trouble. You still cuss on this podcast. It's fine. Yeah, I'd rather not get risk or je- and jeopardize our ad potential revenue in the future. Moving on. <laughs> Actually, I, no. I so, really don't think you should bank on that, John. I don't know if that's... <laughs> so what I noticed is that like I kind of ran an experiment of like, all right, how much do our like new streaming of avenues that are content, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, the last week I said the... Uh, for our listeners, they may not like it, the R word. I said it last week and I just was curious, all right, how long will this take to process and shit like that? And I think over the weekend, when we, whenever we try to post, it takes a much longer time for them to post it on their site. So like iTunes, iHeartRadio, and such like that. Revenue? No, retard. Anyways. Um, Did that last week? Yeah. Know. Jesus, Joe, what are you doing? Come on. I don't know. Anyways, so. Now I'm offended. I don't even want to do this podcast with you. <laughs> okay. More money for me. Moving I'm gonna on. My, I'm going to make my Facebook profile picture a certain color and then say that <laughs> I refuse to do a podcast with Joe. I'm taking a stand. <laughs> 
And you're going to do the whole frame thing and everything and just go on that whole bandwagon? Yes. But it'll be different. It'll be my own movement that I'm starting. Um, I am so proud. No, but yeah. So what? Uh, Dark was the TV show. <laughs> it's a German science fiction thriller uh, about time travel and uh, wormholes and things like that. And uh, yeah, it's uh, very cult unique. I think of it as a German Stranger Things. I think we talked about it a few episodes back. Um, and Ja watches it. Um, a lot of the concepts are over his head, so he misses out on things. I think that's why he doesn't like it as much. <laughs> But uh, um, what concepts is that's going over my head that I'm he's missing? Trying to, he's trying to act like he gets it. It's fine. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's just yeah, time traveling good. basically with a linear uh, fashion yeah, and yeah, paradoxes yeah, yeah, and such yeah, like that. Girl, yeah, don't get started with me. Yeah, 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 I yeah, read yeah. the Flash. Do you yeah. know what Aobard Don does? He himself is a time traveling paradox. He cannot die. Cool. Anyways, uh, yeah, Dark, next week we're going to talk about time travel, so uh, I'll focus more on that. And uh, you'll probably have seen Dark Season 3 by next week, right? Uh, let's be honest. I'll probably watch a few episodes and forget about it and then tell you, hey, I watched a lot of it. And then probably not because well, then professionalism. Then I won't feel bad about spoiling what happens next week when we talk about it. To be honest, what they set up for the show right now, I my expectations are so damn high. Really? Because they chose yeah. to go in that direction that I'm you like... Always, you always mm-hmm. make this mistake. You have either high expectations or people say that something's amazing and then because you don't, you always like think that those expectations have to be like the thing that it turns out to be when it's just what other people think of it. You should just go in like thinking, okay, it's going to be what it is. I'll either like it or don't like it and then we'll see. Yeah, so the way they set it up, I have high expectations now. So we're going to see what happens. It's not even from you, like, hyping it up. It's just, like, from the actual show itself. So I think that's fair to have those expectations set by the show itself when I watched it. Yeah, but do you think, like, okay, when you say you have high expectations, do you think, like, they have to, like, do all these nooks and crannies correctly? Or do you think just maybe, like, a more, like, balanced... Just blow my mind. I just need I just need to blow my mind. You just go in with a blank slate, just think, okay, I'm going to watch what happens, what happens. And obviously keep in mind the things that have happened the past seasons. But I don't know. I think that's why you probably are disappointed. Your expectations are too high. (laughs) I'm just expecting to blow my mind. You know Bo Burnham, the comedian? I mentioned him a few weeks back. He has a song called Lower Your Expectations, and it's about relationships. That's the best advice I could ever give to somebody. Is Christine your lowered expectations? No, about life, not relationships. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna ask Christine. That. I can confirm. I can uh, list all the reasons I like Christine, but that would kind of go down a weird road. <laughs> yeah, I don't think our v- listeners really care about that. <laughs> no, they'd rather talk about. Especially, you know that you're uh, you lowered your expectations for it. Moving on. So my week. <laughs> I lowered my expectations only so for my week. partner, Josh. <laughs> there's a soundtrack that I really like to listen to. It's part one of my favorite hey, TV John, shows that came cares. out last year. <laughs> Hey, John, Talk warrior. Hey, John, see, uh, it really touches upon a lot of Asian American identity, especially because they're in the railroad time, uh, SF and such like that. It was like Chinatown back then. And so it was a lot of the persecution, but it, it also like it was produced by Bruce Lee. I mean, uh, Bruce Lee's daughter, Sharon Lee. And so it's really great. It has a lot of great bite scenes, super fun. And so what was super disheartening was when um, I turned on Spotify, I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to my, Chinese slash Asian American or uh, uh, rap and hip hop. Cool. Super love it. Whatever. And when I play it, guess what happened, Vince? I think our listeners would have preferred to hear me talk about my relationship, Joe. <laughs> so the music was all gone. 
they they pulled it from spotify the entire soundtrack and i'm like what the hell because no actually one of the songs was produced by mike shinoda of lincoln park so like the original theme song and i'm like wait what why did they pull this off of spotify all of a sudden right because i know the show itself is not exactly the most popular because it's on like a random stream platform called cinemax have you heard cinemax uh no (laughs) exactly it's like this random small subsidiary of hbo so if you've been following news right now, you know, HBO has been, um, they've been building up their stream service. So, you know, the whole uh, Snyder cut with the yeah. Justice League and the DC superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because they're releasing HBO Max, uh, they're saying, all right, we're going to ax all original content. And so Cinemax was supposed to be their baby subsidiary company that produces a ton of these um, original projects. And so in HBO's fashion, anytime when there's like original content that's doing relatively well, but they decide to go on a totally, like basically a pivot change, they just basically nuke and axe everything. So, you know, the original Spawn cartoon TV show? Uh, sure. <laughs> All right. So HBO used to be big on like producing um, adult cartoon content. And even though some of their content was doing relatively well, they decided, you know what? We were making a ton of money off of, was it Sopranos and stuff like that? We we're going to ax all of our cartoon budget money and put it all into Sopranos, content like that. And so it's like, well, that's a little disheartening. And so I was panicking and started looking up, all right, is this season, because the season two for Warrior is filmed. And I was panicking and seeing, all right, did they ax it? What, what happened? Turns out there's no news about it. They, all they said was season two was filmed and that's it no comment and i'm like damn this one tv show that i really identify with on like an ethnic level is gone and the soundtrack is gone on spotify i can't even find like a legal cd copy version of it on like amazon or anywhere so i was super disheartened thanks for your pity vince (laughs) i'm gonna say what you said to me when i talked about dark except it's more justified you are such a nerd For my own ethnic culture? No, for caring that much about the soundtrack. <laughs> and don't try to twist it into that. Don't twist it into I that. really identify with it because it had Chinese and American rap mixed together in half the songs, and it was super cool. And I never listened to, like, hip-hop stuff. <laughs> okay, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to twist this into me attacking your culture. I'm not. I'm twisting this how you made this very nerdy. <laughs> and honestly- I was, No, not going to lie. I was actually emotionally, like affected <laughs> i was okay. actually really sad that day I stand, by, I stand by my statement you're a nerd all right nerd <laughs> such 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 love on this episode so far <laughs> i think this is the most bickering we've ever done probably a little bit anyways you want to introduce yeah. our topic now <laughs> uh, i'm still really sad actually because <laughs> you're going to talk most about this one I actually have the DVD Blu-ray queued up in my Amazon cart, hoping that it'd go on sale so I can buy it, because right now it's still like $25, it's still on the expensive side. What are you talking about? I thought I was talking about the topic. I said you are going to talk most about that one. Oh, no, I'm talking about Warrior, but anyways, moving on. <laughs> this is the weirdest episode we have ever done. This is how we should brand this one. Um, okay, yeah, our topic. Um, yeah, so we were thinking uh, with quarantine going on, uh, we should um, you know, try to address things that people can do during quarantine since you're going to be stuck indoors and can't go outside you know cases of corona have gone up recently so um all the more reason to try to like 
make the best of what we can indoors and kind of embrace your social community via, you know, games online. So the game was originally, uh, the topic was originally going to be online games. <laughs> I might have uh, read it as just games in general because I thought that's what Jaw was saying. You're illiterate, fuck. Or I just don't pay attention to you. Um, and then uh, I might have just looked up non-online games <laughs> while Jaw looked up, what, two online games? <laughs> um, so what about online games? And I'm going to talk about non-online games just because uh, it'll give us, you know, perspective on what we can uh, – strive toward once coronavirus is over and uh how fun it'll be to do an actual in-person game game night so yeah i'll do online i'll do non-online because <laughs> that's that's why we're so professional <laughs> and that's what we're all about professionalism exactly all right Jeff, you get the ball rolling uh okay first game that i would recommend uh for people who really like cards against humanity have you guys ever heard of evil apples like how you put out that question, like people are listening. <laughs> I'm asking you, Vince. You said, you, for people, you said for people who like Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> You're a people. I'm a person, you illiterate fuck. <laughs> hey, I'm not born here. English was technically not my first hey, language. Hey, don't try to twist it into that again. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yes, I have heard of Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I said evil apples. <laughs> no, but you said you're not born here, so it was making it like I was uh, insulting you for not. What is going on? <laughs> Anyway, so Evil Apples is basically a mobile game for free that you can download for Android and um, Apple, uh, iOS devices. And so, um, yeah, so basically it is a Cards Against Humanity theme. If you want to buy more decks, you either have to kind of watch ads and get the their in-game currency to exchange it for decks, or you just uh, basically pay real-life money. Um, if you can get a group of friends together, it's super fun. So you can play cards against humanity. It's basically effectively for free. You don't have to buy the cards. You don't have to go through their free version of printing out the PDF and just cutting up the little cards and such like that. Right. And it's remote, especially during this time where you guys should really be staying indoors for all the young people that are going out thinking that COVID does not affect you. You're all idiots for thinking that. But anyways, isn't that what you told me off the podcast? You're like, I'm going to talk about not going out, but I'm going to secretly going to go party every night. Um, and look every door. They don't need to. They don't need to know about my underground rave that I'm trying to start in Oakland, where like everything is at apparently. But yeah, no. Anyways, um, that's where I live. <laughs> Personal information being thrown out. Wait, I I only said that just because like all underground random stuff is always in Oakland. Hmm, okay. Well, you set yourself up for that one, anyways. I don't mind if people know I live in Oakland. It's not oh, exactly okay. like Oakland has a. It's not exactly like a. I don't know. Small place. It's a pretty big, big spot. Yeah, it's large enough. Anyways, so um, so it's really fun in that sense. And you can play. And also, I've definitely played oftentimes with other friends, uh, basically during like happy hour, right? Like on a Zoom happy hour where we have a drink and we all have our phones on just playing that game and just having fun and just kicking it. And so it's just one of those classic games. Well, classic for the millennial bunch, right? To play remotely and you can access it for free. But for some reason, all my friends who have it on iPhone, they see a ton of ads and all the people on Androids don't see any ads. Hmm. I really hope the app doesn't listen to this podcast and the next update I get, I get a ton of ads, but it's a little weird. I don't know what's up with that. But yeah. That is strange. I don't know. You said Androids get the ads? No, Androids don't get the ads. So like oh, a bunch so of my friends are complaining perfect. like, Hey, I've been seeing a ton of ads. Do you see a ton of ads? The only ads that I see is when I'm trying to get in-game currency on purpose. 
Hmm. Yeah, that is strange. I have an Android, so if I ever play it, then hopefully I don't get some ads. But it looks pretty fun. Your description was a little, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I wasn't following. <laughs> but the description on Google I'm seeing makes it look pretty fun. <laughs> what the heck did Google say that's different from what I'm describing? Everything, Joe. <laughs> wow. I don't know, honestly. It just you, shows uh, that Vince does not listen to me. <laughs> For good reason. Um, anyways, yeah, so uh, did you want to go on to the next one? <laughs> Oh, we're doing tit for tat. Yeah, tit for tat. So I go on mine. I mean, yeah. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. go for it. <laughs> so um, just to go complete 180, um, instead of the online games, back in the old days when you could have a good old game night in college, um, when you weren't very original and you just had some booze and people nearby, and I don't know, um, were too lazy to set up a beer pong table, and you have a card deck. The game I like to play was called Egyptian War. You ever play it, John? Loved it. Played it in vacation Bible school all the time. Yeah, exactly. Classic old school game that you played maybe as a kid, and then you can still play it for fun. And, and I don't know. I feel like it's just timeless. It's one of those timeless games. You can always have a good time. And what's fun about it is just it's all about reflexes. It's all about um, just people freaking out whether or not they're in the right place and they can slap the card. Um, for anyone who doesn't know how the game works, basically um, – Every, the goal of the game is everybody gets the same amount of cards, um, whether it's three people, whether it's ten people, and you go, you know, clockwise, um, and everyone puts down a card. And the objective is the game is to have no cards in your hand. You want to have nothing left. Um, so you put down a card, you get rid of one. Um, oh, wait, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's to get every single card. Okay, take it back. It's not to get rid of every card. It's to get the entire card deck. Um, so you, everyone goes in a circle. You put down one card, and... Uh, what happens is when there's a certain situation you can slap and that means you put your hand down if you're the first person to slap all the cards that were put in you get all those cards into your hand um so you uh can slap either if it's doubles so if i put down a three and then jaws next to me he puts down a three then it's eligible to slap and if it's a sandwich um sandwich is like you know three maybe the next person puts down a four then the next person puts down a three three, four, three, you know, that kind of formula. If anyone does that, then it counts and you can slap and then you get all the cards and it's a very simple game. Um, but I think it's just fun watching people freak out and their handshaking and just like just the constant anxiety because reflexes, uh, I don't know those are always entertaining to watch people freak out about that. Some people are super quick and then some people just, I don't know, freak out. <laughs> and when you get booze in the mix, it's always fun. Yeah. So I, it's funny because I haven't played that game since like in grade school. So definitely it was a super fun rainy day game. Um, definitely never played it with the booze part. But yeah, no, definitely did enjoy it. Yeah, that makes it, I think the booze, like everything, just makes people more loud and belligerent and more likely to slap. So <laughs> I don't know. So it, it's a combination of oldest time. Definitely know for the people who do play this game, cut your nails because if you don't, you're an asshole and it hurts a lot. <laughs> I've never had that happen. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the motion, because it's usually your palm you're leading with, not nails. Well, I guess you could land on someone's hand who has long nails, maybe. Somebody may or may not have drawn blood before. Wow. Was it you? <laughs> uh, not me, but somebody else. Doug gets his manicures every week, you know. Dude, Manny Petties, I really want to go through one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Dude, I heard it's amazing. I mean, I haven't had one, so I guess I can't say, but how can you call yourself a man, Ja, and say you've got a Manny Petty? <laughs> it has the word man in it. That's true, actually. Maybe they're the manliest thing ever. Exactly. I don't know. A lot of, uh, that's, I'm actually curious about that. I, there are certain – this is a whole other topic. I'm not going to get into 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, your turn. Uh, so the next game I want to introduce is a uh, COVIDopoly. And so this is basically a spinoff of the game Monopoly Deal. So have you heard of Monopoly Deal, Vince? I have. I used to play it a little bit, actually. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So for listeners who don't know what this game is, it's basically a, a spinoff of the actual game Monopoly. And so the premise of this game is instead of trying to basically bankrupt all your friends, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get a, a combination of three properties. So like, you know, in the actual old-fashioned Monopoly, you have the uh, blue properties, which is what Park Place and... Um, whatever the other property was right so then if you have two of those cards that counts as like one completed property one set you try and get three sets um so a spinoff of covidopoly is basically covid theme so you have places like um dr fauci is that his name from the cgc yeah Yeah. Anthony fauci Fauci. so you have like cards oriented like that you have cards of like um the currency instead of money is masks um, you also have like, okay, quarantine from like school, quarantine from work and such like that. You have cards of like CDC as property. Very um, uh, themed in that way. And for a lot of games that I'll touch upon later, you have the online versions. This version, it was really well done. The color scheme is amazing. It's very easy to share with your friends online, especially when you're over a, a Zoom webcam Facebook call. Um, also as well that there's actually a slight nuance in this game where there's a chat feature where you can type in chat with your friends. With that said, if you're to type in the word China, it will be read in Donald Trump's voice and said out loud in the game. That's pretty good. And so like for for all of our listeners, whatever part of the political spectrum you're from, you do know for a fact that he pronounces it kind of weird. He pronounces it as China. Like that, heavy emphasis and so that game catches that every single time when you type in the word china into the chat that's pretty good i like that i think that let alone makes it worth playing <laughs> yeah so like when we're bored and we're trying to get someone's attention when they're like when it's their turn they're not paying attention we just spam the chat until they hear it um yeah so, so that's typed just... in china like 300 times would it just read it out every single time every single time it'll read it every single and there's a there's a couple different sound bits so uh there might be one from whatever interview but basically it's read in different tones as well that's right um but i think this is probably one of the better games that's developed and it was developed actually rather very quickly it was very creative so a lot of the terms that were used and i think i played it in april we were in quarantine around march yeah, sometime in late April-ish, early May, I played it, and I thought, wow, this is super well done, and I really appreciate it. And so for our listeners, why don't you go and play it, especially if you've played Monopoly Deal. This is a really good substitute, and you get kind of like a joke out of it because it is covid theme. I think we all need a little bit more laughter in our lives, right? Something like that. All right, that's pretty cool. I uh, haven't played Monopoly Deal in forever, but... Is it, I don't know, would you say for the person who hasn't played Monopoly or Monopoly Deal, it's hard to learn or pretty easy? Yeah, so the beauty of some of these games, especially, like I said, I'll touch upon it later, some of these online board games, is is that they kind of guide you. So it's like they'll let you know when it's your turn. They'll let you know what moves you can make when you play a certain card. Whereas, like, you know, when you're playing a game outright, you have to, you're hoping that somebody else has played before so they can tell you, oh, you can't make that move because it's an illegal move or, like, what the actual next move is. So for some people new, there is a learning curve, right? Like any game, but because it's online, there's a little bit of training wheels 
telling you what moves are available so you don't screw up necessarily. Hmm. So it really helps in that sense. And of course, like any other online game, there online board games, they will have rules and shortcuts you can click on mid game and catch yourself up on that. That's good. I guess online lends itself almost more to that because uh you can like check things like that without having to ask your friends or if anyone's ever like nervous about asking too many questions looking like an idiot, you can just look online maybe. Yeah, so it really helps in that sense. And especially like if you guys find once we get a vaccine and can see each other, it'll be a little bit easier to read that and to play these new games. Yeah, maybe nobody will just go out once they get the vaccine because we've just started, we've reached a breaking point where we enjoy (laughs) just doing all our calls via chat and uh, playing all games online. Yeah, well, people are social creatures and you see how people are breaking those rules now, so... People are social, but people can also be lazy. That is true. Well, All right. What's your What's your next game, Vince? Speaking of lazy, <laughs> this is a game that I think is the perfect if you really are too dumb to like ponder any complicated rules or look into something that's really extensive. It's uh, via mobile, so uh, iPhone or you know Android, iTouch, anything like that. It's called Impressions. You ever played a game called Impressions, Joe? I've actually never heard of it. Okay. It's really simple. So all it is, is um, you download it and basically it just has a bunch of categories. It'll be like, who's been blacked out for the most total hours. So it's best if uh, you have multiple people, (laughs) I should have said. So it'll have categories like, I don't know who, you know, who's most likely to give money to a homeless person on the street, who would have the most idiotic and most ridiculous death, who's the most stubborn. These are literally questions I'm reading (laughs) from the game right now. Um, and basically you just, it's good for like big social groups where everyone knows each other, um, bigger the group, the better. And it'll, um, just be like put in the circle and then, you know, three, two, one, click it. And then, um, as soon as it's, it's very like first impression based. So, um, if you see a category, everyone will count three, two, one, and then you want to point to somebody and whoever gets pointed to the most has to drink. And, uh, if you like say it's like something you obviously know, everyone's going to pick you for, or like, say it's like like you think everyone's going to pick you for, you can do a thing called block where you put your hands in an X. And then um, if everybody points to you and then you do the block, then everybody who pointed to you has to drink. And um, consequently, some uh, on the opposite side, if you think everyone's going to point to you, but um, nobody actually does and you block and you just look like an ass and you have to drink. <laughs> um, yeah. So super simple, but I think it's just a good social game just to kind of like, I don't know have everybody talk about random categories and things like that and uh it can be very complimentary depending on the category and then also i guess it could uh, have some hurt feelings with people by the end depending on the category there's uh some some topics are pretty mean i don't know some topics are like who's most likely to not wash their underwear in a week or something like that you know just random shit like that um but yeah impressions the funny thing is i actually played that game i just forgot it was called that or actually i think we called it by a different name Hmm. I don't, I don't remember anymore. The downloaded version I have is called Impressions, but it's so simple, I'm sure there's other versions out there. Yeah, it's kind of like playing Ten Fingers or Never I Have Ever. Those are like two different names. Like I was just talking about somebody recently, basically that same game, but they called it something else. But it's literally the same rules. Ah, okay. Did you feel complimented or insulted by the end? <laughs> or just neutral? I was always in the middle. So it was one of those things where it's like, okay, if you like say too much about persons, like, ha you're like a corrupted person or like, ha you're an innocent person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, it definitely depends on the crowd that you're playing with. 
those kind of games. It's like, all right, how like innocent the crowd is or how like corrupt the crowd is. Um, so I think it's one of those games that it's kind of funny where it kind of goes both ways in a sense of like, it really matters on who you play with. So like, for example, uh, Cards Against Humanity, you know, it's going to be dark, at least for the most part. It's going to be messed up or kind of disgusting in that humor. But then it has uh, apples to apples. Have you heard of that game? Yes. Right, I actually so that's, had a Christian group of friends who, like, I could never swear around to. They only play, like, <laughs> I yeah. played that first before Cards Against Humanity, actually. So they, that game exists. And people are like, oh, you like Cards Against Humanity? You, want, you should try this game out. And I played it, and I'm like, how is this game even funny? You have to be creative and, like, really think about it. How the heck do you make the word apple, like, for example, funny with this category? That has nothing to do with it. It's like, well, that's the funny part. Well, right, I'm gonna go back to Cards Against Humanity. I don't think the categories are that weak in Apples to Apples. I remember them being like, I mean, it wasn't like a total limb, but you didn't have to like go out on a total limb. I think they were a little more descriptive than that. At least, I mean, they're PG rated for sure, but yeah, no, it's definitely PG rated for sure. But definitely with the people I played with, it was like you gotta really be creative with it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. This is pretty not my cup of tea. Um, funny thing is, is that hmm? I actually uh, had a friend who liked apples to apples more than Cards Against Humanity. Remember Will, the one who was on the podcast like a few weeks ago? Okay, what's his reason? Well, I'll hear him out. I'll hear him out. I can't remember the exact thing, but I think at least our maybe we had a distinct group that we played apples to apples with, and I think we knew like their sense of humor and things like that, and trying to keep it PG rated. And uh, I don't know, Cards Against Humanity almost feels, I guess for him, it felt like too low-hanging fruit. Like a lot of things were just like so ridiculous that it didn't leave any room for originality. Um, I don't know. It's funny when people talk about like swimsuits or something like that, right? It's like, oh man, swimsuits are so revealing. It's like, it doesn't leave anything to the imagination anymore. I don't know. It just sounded like that. Yeah, it depends on the group, I guess, but I don't know. I like both, but I think I do prefer Cards Against Humanity more just because I'm immature and, you know, things like <laughs> some of the categories. I want to say them now, but <laughs> I kind of don't at the same time, so I'm not going to say them. So the funny thing is, is that there's a Kickstarter game that recently came out. It's basically Cards Against Humanity, but like Christian-themed, and so um, I did kickstart that, so that will be really fun to play. I'm actually kind of curious about that game, and I'm hoping once I do get in the mail that – it isn't disappointing. So, like, for Cards Against Humanity, I could see that as being disappointing and overplayed when you play too many times. Like, all right, it's the same jokes over and over. Are like, That's why you get the expansion packs. And I have almost all of them. Damn, but, really? um, I yeah, like mine's about 15 pounds worth. Of, you love that game. It's, at this point, more like I just like collecting it. It's just an excuse to collect. But um, You don't like spending money. That's what's confusing. But you don't like spending money. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you make an exception to. So it's like, all right, these are some like uh, my splurge or something. Like girls with purses. Like every now and then I'll splurge and buy like a one to three hundred dollar purse. Will you ever use it? Probably not. Uh, or like I would only use it for like spe- specific like uh, gatherings that you'll probably never really go to. Don't lie, you buy your own purses too, Joe. Hey, Gucci is amazing. All right. <laughs> Is that a brand? Is that the right yeah. brand? I don't know. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah, it sounds about it. I don't right. even know. Get that person that Manny pity. No, but um, yeah, where were we? Is it your turn or my turn? Uh, you're talking about something. <laughs> oh, you're uh, talking about... um. You were talking about a Kickstarter game. 
Oh, okay. So my turn. Um, all right, miscellaneous games in general right now with COVID that is taking place. There's actually a lot of different online versions of games, right? So there's something like Pictionary where you can draw uh, something, a topic or whatever, and people have to guess. So one site like that is called, I think, called Scribble. Another is games. Okay, so last night I was playing Sorry, I guess, for the first time since I was seven. And relearning the rules and learning how that game works. So there's also online versions of that. So a lot of classic board games that people really can get on board with, right? So right now, a very popular game that people really like playing is Sailor's Catan. There's a free online version of that as well. So really, it's like there's a lot of things to do for our very loyal listeners to really play and to help kill time, especially when y'all should be freaking indoors during this time uh, to prevent a pandemic and dying a slow, painful death. Yeah, should tell you catch up. <laughs> No, it's really weird of just hearing people say and justify like it doesn't affect young people. And then you see a bunch of interviews from young people who are like, this is the worst thing ever. I now have regular heart attacks or like I now have regularly um, permanent like lasting effects from this. And I'm like 26, 25 person I saw on the news the other day, 17 that died. Yeah, I'm just surprised at how much it increased really quickly back um, last couple of weeks. And yeah, and then like and that's talking about how it's going down, and then the protests happen, and it's also strange. This isn't a commentary on the protests or anything like that, but just uh, how quick a lot of people are to say that like it's absolutely not related to the protests by any means. I just kind of wonder like how can you <laughs> definitively say that? I mean, what's the other big factor that has caused it? Not saying that the protests uh, shouldn't happen, but just I don't know. So one of the other reasons people are saying is because testing is more available now. But that's the thing is that, well, okay, testing is made more available and incubation does take two weeks, but then there's also that increase. So a lot of, and even health experts are starting to say like a lot of new infections happened within the last one or two weeks, meaning that you can't discount the fact that protesting may have been involved. With yeah, that it kind said, of makes me wonder if people, like when they say that, it's kind of their way of just saying we don't want to like stop the protest and then they are just like, because did you hear like what Fauci Apparently, like at the start of this, he when they said masks weren't important, the reason he said that was because he knew there would be a shortage, so he wanted people to not buy them. So he basically knowingly lied to the public. Yeah, so that's the thing is that like Surgeon General, he even said like, hey, no, stop buying masks. We need them, which is sure, I guess that said, but I, there's been a lot of misinformation and a lot of people saying you don't need masks. And at the end of the day, I'm like, no, I think you do need masks. But at the same time, like a lot of right right now, cities are like, okay, well, we want to promote protesting because that's their right to protest with such a hot topic issue that's very important. But keep in mind, this is a very transmissible virus that the slightest thing you can get sick from. Essential workers are getting sick. Hot, uh, nursing employees are getting sick. So like uh, one of the pastors in my church, he actually uh, couldn't preach or live because he had to quarantine because he also works at an airport and he got a call saying, Hey, a customer um, flew your airline and tested positive. So now you got to stay quarantined for two weeks. So it's been a lot of that. And uh, I, I was showing pictures of the uh, protesting that was going on in America. And I said, Hey, this is what's going on in America to my friend in Japan. And she was like, those people aren't wearing masks. Yeah. So you can probably guess what's, potentially going to happen in the next couple of weeks. 
Yeah, we really went down a different wormhole than games, didn't we? <laughs> but no, I mean, just really just emphasize, like, these are all the different games. Like, games that you can play with your family, games that you can play with your friends on Zoom. Um, other games that I've seen um, that are online versions as well. Chess has been around. But, like, uh, does it Domino's? Yeah, Domino's. Um, <laughs> tons of different – escape rooms are actually being super popular nowadays, right? Oh, wow. Have you online? Um, so it's a funny thing. Last night I was helping a friend of mine. They're test they're testing a family friend's uh, escape room online later today. But they there's a there's a question that you have to answer in order to get the Zoom password. And so there's also that. So there's uh, riddles, puzzles, stuff like that you can play for escape rooms as well. So there's there's a lot of different avenues really to help you kill time with your family, with your friends, and really just encourage people to stay stay safe indoors, especially since we're, we're in California. So the state actually may regress back and shut down again, possibly. We don't want that to happen, but if push comes to shove, safety kind of comes first to not overload our hospitals. Yeah. No, and uh, that's cool about the escape rooms, though. I probably yeah. should have listened to that more before this podcast. <laughs> Good to talk about that. Yeah, so here we are being professional and really trying to be uplifting in the sense of like, all right, world's a little fucked up. We can't really do much, but hey, here's some suggestions. You can play with your friends and family. So Vince, where are some other games you uh, you want to finish up on? <laughs> so I'm going to talk about um, a game that was not online, but it's uh, something we can, I don't know, strive forward. If we, let's think about it this way. If we do all our, do, all, all do our part and uh, wear masks and stay safe, we can play this fun game again. But uh, did you ever play, um, I believe most people refer to it as Stack Up or uh, Rage Cage. But, um, oh gosh, I love Rage Cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Remember those times? That's, I feel like that the, the plage of that game in 2020 has just dwindled for obvious reasons. And uh, wouldn't it be fun to play that again? again? <laughs> okay, so of all the drinking games that you play, like Beer Pong or uh, King's Cup, I always kind of digress from that because, well, one, it requires coordination. The other requires stomaching down terrible drinks rage cage fun game really yeah. fun to troll your friends with too yeah exactly it's uh it's hard to describe it i think it's one of those things anytime someone plays it for the first time it's hard to like get the hang of it <laughs> or like it, like everyone's like i don't know what's going on but then once you play it for like when it, like actually watching people play it and like learning like by what people tell you to do is like the best way to learn but uh, I think, yeah, I totally agree that I like, I'm not into beer pong as much just because, you know, those games always drag on when you get to like one or two cups and like it's only involving like four people. But games like the games that I usually go for, like similar to Impressions and um, uh, the game I brought up earlier, Egyptian War. I like games that can involve everyone, get like social. In college, that was like the best way to like, I don't know, that was always like my ideal way to spend Saturday night usually. <laughs> like just if just play giant games of Rage Cage. Usually you're drunk enough by the end to like, I don't know, either get the night started or just even just playing that all night's like one way to <laughs> kill time. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that, you know, you're familiar with like the controversy behind the name, right? Actually, I don't. What happened? Well, there's a rumor that it, it's not really controversy. There's a rumor that uh, <laughs> it originated in UCSB. And since I went to UCSB, I should probably promote this. But um, because of that, Gaucho is the uh, UCSB uh, mascot. So the, everyone at UCSB calls it Gaucho Ball. And I'll admit, definitely does not flow off the tongue <laughs> by any means, whereas Rage Cage obviously rhymes or Stack Cup makes sense. 
Um, so me and my friends have long ongoing debates. Like anytime I'm in UCSB, everyone calls it gaucho ball and it's fine. But anytime I'm in the Bay Area, which is, you know, my life now, <laughs> it's uh, everyone always calls it rage cage and like scoffs when I say gaucho ball. So gaucho ball all the way. Yeah, so if you say gaucho ball to me right now, I mean, had I not known that, I would tr- stare and be like, I don't know what that game is. Tell me. And I'll be like, oh, you're talking about Rage Cage. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how to prove it exactly. I mean, people could just bullshit and say, I invented this game at UCSB. Or, like, somebody caught ball, I could say they invented the game. I don't know. Until somebody comes forward and tries to, like, have a lawsuit for the fact that they invented the game. I don't know. All right. I'm going to Google right now who invented Rage Cage. <laughs> Or gaucho ball. But, uh, yeah. Be, I'm going to laugh if it's, like, UCSB. <laughs> if it is, uh, I think it should definitively be called gaucho ball. Nope. That site doesn't have it. Drinking game. Oh. Apparently, there actually is a US daily nexus. There's an article about it. It says UCSB goes D1 and gaucho ball. First things first, it's Gaucho Ball, not Rage Cage. That's how it opens up. Show some school pride for crying out loud. Uh, it's, is it's that basic, by a person who went to UCSB too? So Daily Nexus apparently is the your alma mater's actual school newspaper website. Uh, uh, look at this article now, actually. UCSB has officially qualified as Division One in our sacred drinking ritual as this summer. <laughs> UCSB is officially leading the world in competitive drinking. I don't know that should be considered school pride. No, I think it definitely should be. <laughs> I'm surprised they'd be like Chico and all those other schools. Yeah, so UCSB is definitely standing by the statement that they invented that game. But yeah, exactly. nobody but else is saying that. I need Anthony Fauci to get to the bottom of this and figure out where this originated from. I do enjoy the game. It's definitely considered one of I would consider one of my favorite um favorite drinking games. If we're talking drinking one. games with like strictly red cups, would you say it's your favorite or like your go-to? I feel like if you don't have red cups, it just okay. If you're going to be drinking right, and if you don't have red cups, something just doesn't feel right. Something's missing. It's like you don't not, ever do this bottles or cans. Wait, what do you mean? What? When you say red cups, I assume you mean like you need red cups for drinking, but you, I was think I was impl- I was thinking you could also be drinking like if you do what no, no, no. I mean for games so like if you're going to have cups for your games mm-hmm. it's got to be red if it's any other color it's like I'm gonna assume that you couldn't find red cups to begin with or the blue cups were much cheaper otherwise yeah, that. red cups are like the original ones but uh yeah if you, so if you bust out like red cups or any color cups like that would uh gaucho ball be your go-to drinking game I would hope so. I would hope that people are going to suggest that, but then I only play other games because other people want to play that. So, like, the last few times I played King's Cup, I didn't have a bad experience, but I definitely didn't enjoy it as much compared to Rage Cage. I like King's Cup, but um, the thing, the only problem is I feel like there's a lot of boring cards that people pull, like a, like a 2U, 3Me, or um, just, I don't know. The interesting ones to me are, like, the categories where you have to, like, go in a circle. Everyone thinks of a category um or like the rhyme ones those are fun um yeah i don't know kicks up is really fun but i just feel like there's a lot of fluff that you pull. i think for me i just don't like all the different rules so it's like you gotta remember uh, like the different rules and you gotta remember the ones where people make up the rules and you gotta remember um the driving game rules and such like that a lot of that and uh, 
the bitch cup. I don't also want to deal with that. Oh, I think that's fun. You don't think it's fun drinking a bitch cup? I don't want to be the receiving end, but definitely it's one of those things where it's like, all right, depending on who I play with. Last time I played with, it was with relatively safe people, so it was just like a concoction. It was just a, a disgusting cocktail, whereas other people, it's like, all right, so we're going to throw in pickle juice, we're going to throw in mayonnaise, we're going to throw in like uh-huh. – Mayonnaise? Whatever, miscellaneous condiments in there. Whatever is liquid form, we're going to throw in there. Kind of sick fuck. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I never did that. We used to do, like, in uh, when we played gaucho ball, we would, like, pour, like, UV blue or shots in the death cup and just make it, like, it's terrible, like – Oh, I'm talking about King's Cup. I know, I know. I'm talking about oh, okay. death cups in general. You would just put, like, any, like – to make it terrible, you put, like, any – awful mix of alcohol that doesn't work but mayonnaise dude if anyone put mayonnaise it's all all bets are off i think anyone should have 100 percent right to leave the game at that point yeah so like i've definitely played with people like that so whenever people that's why the king's cup i didn't like it so much because that's where games usually where it got really bad right yeah. um rage cage people usually never suggest to put random condiments it's usually more so um what you call it? drinks so that's why that's safer that's why I never really preferred King's Cup before. So it's very like for those type of games, I'd be very careful who I play with. It's very selective. Mm-hmm. You have some psychopathic friends if they're putting mayonnaise in your drinks. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, I have a wide group of friends. Some of them are crazy. Some of them I like to spend time and drink with. I have a do not drink with list. <laughs> do not play. Drinking. No, it's like do not drink. Period with them. <laughs> Damn, I don't know. That's a whole nother level. Mayonnaise and drink, that's 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 like should define you as a sane person, how you react to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, Gaucho Ball is usually my go-to, and then King's Cup is fun. Um, I think Flip Cup's an obvious one everyone knows about. Beer Pong's kind of boring, like I said, but you ever play Civil War? Uh, tell me what that's all about. That one's, it's kind of like a mix of uh, Gaucho Ball and uh, Beer Pong. It's basically... Uh, get a table like beer pong, but instead of like, so yeah, it's the same setup where you have a partner like that's on your side, but rather than like next to each other, you're at corners of the table. So everyone has their corner and each person has like three cups in their corner and the cups are filled a lot higher than it would in uh, beer pong. So it's like, I don't know, 75% full. And uh, basically you shoot your, um, actually, I'm sorry, your partner is diagonal to you. And the goal of the game is uh, basically everyone takes turns shooting diagonal to their partner and you want to um, make it in obviously. And then once you make it in the other team has to drink the cup and they have to pause and they can't shoot until they finish drinking the entire cup. And then they have to uh, flip the cup, uh, get on the table and flip the cup, right? Like do a complete flip where if it's like upside down, it has to be right side up now and they can't shoot until they do that. And once they do that, they can resume shooting. But anytime the other team shoots, the other team has to stop and then drink it and then do the flip and then they can only resume. And basically the goal is if you've like emptied all your cups and um, then there's a death cup in the middle that you have to bounce it in and then uh, whoever bounces it in the death cup wins basically. So I don't know if that made any sense, but it's uh, it's a good game to get drunk with and it's kind of a mix of gaucho ball and beer pong. Yeah, so that was a lot of rules that <laughs> kind of lost me. That's the no. problem with this topic. Some of the rules, it's like some of the games are hard to describe. You just have to play them, you know? Anyways, but yeah, so definitely these are our recommendations that you can play with your family, especially if you're still living on campus at school, right? Because I know a lot of people are still living on campus still with some of their friends because, well, one, you're paying rent. Two, you're still going through school. 
These these last games aren't our recommendations for what to play <laughs> because it's a quarantine. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like some people still live with their housemates, right? For um, colleges, so like, I you guess. know, so I do know some people that are still living uh, on the camp uh, nearby their universities because of all that. I guess that's I don't know. That's a gray area whether or not you should actually play them because then I don't know. That's that's a whole other topic. Well, also keep in mind that drinking alcohol does lower your immune system and does open up for other. Uh, all those can of worms of diseases and such like that. We're in a pandemic and the, I don't know, the rate, the requirement for what constitutes an alcoholic should be high, like raised. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so really just stay safe. These are, at least my games are recommendations you can play with your family and friends. <laughs> Please stay safe. Practice just wearing a mask, all that. Don't be a dick. Yeah, exactly. That's our biggest PSA. Be Don't be a dick. Uh, play Jaws games and then stay safe so you can eventually play the games I talked about. <laughs> and in the future, for our loyal listeners who can't wait for our, our podcasts down the road, definitely I will talk about games that I recommend uh, that are board, actual board games enough, uh, online games. With that said, stay safe. Talk to you guys later. And next week, we'll be talking about time traveling and all that good stuff. Just a quick teaser of what we'll be talking about. We're probably going to be talking about dark. A lot of dark. You know and it. anime. And X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Can't wait. So yeah. Be on the lookout for that. Take care. Bye. See ya.